0: Hi, I'm Leah Lane, an award-winning travel writer and author of Places I Remember, Tales, Truths, Delights from 100 Countries. On this podcast, we share conversations with travelers about fascinating destinations and memorable experiences around the world. Our guest is Eskerne Falcone, a super terrific tour guide with an MA in Gastronomical Tourism, and that's because... She works in San Sebastian, Spain, and for the award-winning tour company, Discover San Sebastian. Welcome, Iskerni. Thank you so much for having me with you here today. I I love love having you. Yeah, it's wonderful. (laughs) So tell me about, let's just start off with the, the physical presence of San Sebastian, because many people don't know about this beautiful city. So tell us where it is. Well, San Sebastian
1: is in the north of Spain very near France. Okay, we're 30 minutes away from France. So it's really a beautiful place with the mountains and the sea very near. So we are very lucky to have this landscape. It's beautiful. And but all the area, not just the city of San Sebastian, all the area around here is very beautiful. So I definitely Mm -hmm.
0: recommend everybody to come. (laughs) Absolutely. It's the Basque region. Tell us a little bit about that Basque culture. Well, uh, the Basque culture. Well, in Spain, we
1: have different uh, languages, like and and also we have different um, backgrounds, I guess. So, in the north, the Basque uh, that are very near France, also the French ones, uh, they are near the Basque country. We are all considered Basque, but we are one of the oldest um, societies um, in terms of uh, cultural language and all that. They don't really know we we speak Basque, and it's one of the oldest languages in the world. We
0: don't know where it comes from. So we're really quite uh, different, I guess. <laughs> very special. Yes. Now, now San Sebastian was a former fishing village. I know that. But yes. a, in the 19th century, it became very okay. popular with the royals and the aristocrats. And now it's a cultural city and it's known for its love of good food. Uh, let's Before we get to the food, which we will definitely get to, yes. tell me about the physical setting. Uh, so you mean- I know it's mountains and beaches, but tell me a little bit more. Well, um, uh, this beauty that we talk about,
1: we actually have the royalty, as you say, coming to San Sebastian in the ninth. Uh, well, very long ago. But uh, Isabel, the Queen Isabel of Spain, she actually had some skin problems, and the doctors told her to come to the north of Spain to get baths in the wa- in the water in the Cantabric Sea, which is in the north of Spain. And she actually started coming to all the north of Spain, but also to San Sebastian. And it was Maria Cristina, the following queen who fall in love with the city. And she established that this was going to be the town to be, you know, for the royalty to spend holidays every summer. So for many, many years, San Sebastian was, you know, uh, the VIP place in uh, in Europe to come and to have all these Belle living settings and everything. It was really beautiful. It was a really nice time.
0: Now, I know there are three beaches. Yes. Uh, tell me, are they different? Are they, are they, I've been They're to these two of them.
1: Yes, well, we have the Bay of La Concha, which has two of them, Ondarreta and La Concha, and then we have Surriola, which is more for surfing. Uh, the waves um, in the in the bay we have an island, the island Santa Clara, who stops a little bit the waves, uh, you know, towards the beach, but in the other side in La Surriola the waves are a lot higher,
0: so we have a lot of you know surfing going on in that area all the time now i was told i was told that you can get out to the island when the when the tide is low and walk there is that true because when i was there you i didn't see that Do actually the, the the
1: water comes it can be half kilometer or one kilometer distance depending on the high and tide of the of the water and you cannot walk there but there are boats that take you there but sometimes with the full moon the water goes down a lot and it seems like you can go through the rocks all the way there, but you can't. Oh, it's <laughs> you, good to know.
0: You must get wet for sure. <laughs> that, that's good to know. Uh, how about the mountains? There's some beautiful mountains around there. Are there things to do up up near there near near San Sebastian?
1: Yeah, just in San Sebastian, we have the uh, three mountains also. Well, the mountain of Igeldo, Urgul, and Uliá. And the mountain of Higueldo, you can take a funicular, which is from, you know, the beginning of the 1900s when all the royalty started coming. And I think it was 1912 that they, they built the funicular that goes all the way to the top of the hill. And that's the most beautiful panoramic view of the city from the top of the mountain. There is also, on the top, there is also a, a very old um, amusement park. Okay, but you, it's... It's more like a traditional place to go, but everybody who goes there by funicular sees the amusement park. So for the kids, it's really nice. But right, you would
0: right. think that it's a very, very old amusement park. Probably well, I don't one. know if I'd want to go on an old roller coaster. Is there a roller coaster there? Oh, yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds interesting. <laughs> Sounds interesting. Really uh, what What would you say would be a perfect day? Let's say we, we start with a little information, like in the Museum of San Telmo. What would be a perfect day in San Sebastian? Maybe to start off with a little information at the Museum of San Telmo, perhaps? Well, what
1: I like to do when I'm working in the city for the tourists, when they come here, I I mean, you, we talk about the food, right? San Sebastian is very known by food, but I think it's better to take a little walk and know a little bit about the history and see the, the places like uh, the theater, or the Cursal or or even the Hotel Maria Cristina that is also from 1912. And all this area that is really beautiful and know a little bit about the background of the city to understand a little bit more and to see where you are, you know? And definitely the museum is really good, but I want to start definitely doing that, doing a a little tour, historical tour about, about the city so you know where you are.
0: I remember going into the Victoria Eugenia Theater. It's very beautiful. And it gives you a feeling of what it must have been like in those days when the yeah. aristocrats came by and, you know, this is the opera or whatever. Uh, but I don't, Sorry, I also think that we went to the city hall. Which yes.
1: Was that used just, to be
0: a casino. You told me that was yeah. a casino built in 1887, I think. And it's like a, the, old the old most old beautiful history. town hall. It has all the mosaics. But I didn't see anything about, uh, you know, tables for doing anything else like gambling. Yeah. They removed yeah, no, them, I guess. Not anymore. No. So what about the San Sebastian International Film Festival? That is one of the oldest ones. Tell us about that. Well, the International Film Festival started in
1: 1953. And the reason, a lot of people don't know, but the reason why we have the International Film Festival is because we have a lot of people who used to own shops in town. And they realized that in September, they didn't have any sales. Because, you know, it was winter, like it was going to start the winter And summer was gone, so people didn't like to spend money anymore, and it was kind of low. So the most important shops in town owners, shop owners, they got together, and they decided to think about something that it will bring more money to their shops. And they came out with the International Film Festival. So it worked out very well, because when this started in 1953, um, they, they started coming to the town, a lot of people started coming to the town, And everybody wants to be looking great. So everybody went to the hairdresser to buy jewelry, dresses, shoes. So it was kind of crazy, but they make their point. So right now it's a really important festival in town. We have a lot of festivals in the city, but I think this one is the most important one internationally.
0: Yes, I've heard of it uh, right up there with Cannes and some of the other, the Venice, some of the other European festivals. Correct. Right. Now, where would you stay? I know you mentioned the Maria Cristina, which is a gorgeous Bella Pac hotel. Mm-hmm. It's a five star hotel, and it was designed by the men who did the Ritz Hotel in Paris. So that that would be the top of the heap. But, but you can find beachside places, I would assume, and in town hotels and apartments and so forth, mm-hmm. rental properties in the mountains. Yeah, you can have, uh, you can actually find either the highest hotels like uh, Maria Cristina
1: or Aquilarre, which is also another five hotel, uh, star hotel, but which is in the mountain of Higueldo that we talked about before. And then we have four uh, 4 um, star hotels that are really nice too, like the, the Londres Hotel. There's a new hotel that is Villa Favorita. I don't think you, you saw that one because it was open last year for the first time. Um, in the seaside, we also have um, um, Plaza La Sala. There are a few hotels near, but then like in very like 10, 15 minutes walk, you have others like Astoria or Amara Plaza. There's so many hotels right now uh, because we have a lot of tur- tourism. So they open also Arvaso near in the I don't know if you remember the cathedral of the Good uh, Shepherd. So near that, there is Arvaso, which is also a very nice, um, nice hotel. So. They're coming.
0: They open a lot of them in the last few years. So there are. Great. I know San Sebastian has become one of those places people talk about. And mainly it's because of the food. This is perhaps the greatest foodie city per capita in the world. I remember there was there were wonderful harbor restaurants for fresh fish. There are more than 20 Michelin star restaurants in the area. And of course there are the pinchos. I don't know if I'm saying them cor- that's correctly. I don't correct. ever think correct, that's okay. Correct. And <laughs> tell us about pinchos because that is what we most hear about. Well, the pinchos is a different way of
1: eating that is established here in the fifties uh, probably. And everything started with uh, uh, a bar that they said that it started in, uh, uh, in uh, Martinez. The bar Martinez in the old town that I think we went there. Um, what happened is that people in the old times, they used to men, especially because women didn't used to go out to drink or anything in the bars. The men used to get together with their friends and they used to go from bar to bar in a group of quadrillas, which are friends that they go out together from bar to bar. And they say that one day uh, one of the bar owners decided to give them a little bit of food in order to, you know, to keep them in the same bar so they didn't have to move and spend in other bars. But what happened is that the other bartenders, since it worked out, it worked, you know, uh, through. So the other bartenders realized that these guys were not moving. So they went to check what happened and they saw that they had food. So they decided to make something else. So this became a tradition, you know, after the years. And now it's one of the most important things in our, I mean, the Michelin's are important, but this is our way of living. So it's really, that's how we enjoy life with our friends and with our family, and it doesn't have to be something established. I mean, you can just meet somebody in the street and suddenly say, oh, do you want to get a drink? So we go out for a drink, but we also get a pincho, And we do, you know, after you pay one, then you go to another one and the other person pays another one. And that's how we work all the time. So it's really like, you know, it's really nice to nice to do that all the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tell us uh, a little bit about um in the Old Town, you know, if you were going to take us on a little walk, uh, maybe a few of the ones that specialize in different types of foods. We don't have to do everyone; There are hundreds, probably. There are so many. There are
1: so many. Um, the reason why I like the Old Town, and that's where where I do my pincho tour, is because there are so many bars concentrated in the same area. So I pick the best ones from my point of view. And also, I pick the best pinchos in that bar. So it's, it's the way of showing you um you know the best of the city so i don't know i I, depends on what you like in in every tour i do depending on the people that i am with if you you like meat i go to a place for 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 meat i think uh, there is one called bordaberri that they cook everything in the place and they do a slow cooking and everything that they make even the sauces that they make they make it in the same bar So it's one of those things that you, I mean, it's always full of tourists, that's the thing, but it's really, really a a good one. Um, I'm going in the old town, but if we go out of the old town, you also have um, um, Bar Antonio in the center of the city, which I also like, they have um, one pincho. I don't know if you remember Arsac, the three Michelin star restaurant, Uh, the chef. Okay, so they made a pincho in his honor and it's called Arsac. So it's because our sack likes potato, pepper, and egg. And they mix it in a pinch. And it's also really nice. Um, And I don't know, maybe another one, another one, um, Martinez. Bar Martinez, I love
0: smoked salmon with anchovies.
1: I know not everybody likes anchovies, but it's one of the best pinchos in town for
0: me. (laughs) It's delicious. I remember. Now you have to drink something with it. What do people drink?
1: We have two people from this area. One is the cider, so we pour the cider um, in the in the cider houses. We drink cider a lot. So in in San Sebastian in the bars, you also can order uh, cider. Mm-hmm. And and the other one is the Chacolí, which is a white wine from this region. It's uh, sparkling, and it's only local, so it's it's quite
0: different, I think, than other wines in in you know in Spain. Tell us about the pouring of the cider, because that's a popular thing to do. And I think I tried that and spilled it (laughs) on my shoes. Yes. But tell me about it. It's difficult not
1: to the first time. Well, what happened is that we are used to go to the cider houses to have a meal and enjoy the cider every year, the new cider that comes every year. Usually it's February, March. And, And we go to the cider house and we have the menu. And in that place, we have barrels that we take the cider from. OK, so there is something called church that you stand up from the table because the drink is not in the table. You stand up and you go online to get the cider from the barrel. So that goes to the same to the bars. I mean, if you have the bottle, you're supposed to do the same. It has to be a pure impart part that has to be a distance between the, the bottle and the, the glass. So it's really nice to see how people miss the liquid. It's fun to watch, <laughs> but I mean, not easy to do. <laughs> exactly. Well, we have a cheating thing that is called. Um, well, it's a small little thing that we put um, in the top of the bottle that makes it easy, uh, easier, I guess, to to
0: not spell it. But it's
1: not. It's not. It's not hundred percent. That's not the same. That's cheating. No, it's not.
0: Now, if you wanted to have a dessert, do any of the bars have a dessert? Because I know you go from bar to bar and make a meal out of it, like like tapas. You know, similar. But is there one place that's known for a cheesecake? I heard about it. Correct. I think you had that too,
1: if I'm not wrong. But the cheesecake (laughs) in La Vina is the most famous dessert in town. It's amazing. Um it's famous all over the world. I've been in Japan last year and they knew the cheesecake from. Oh, Lovina, really? so. Yeah, i in all the, the the magazines that I see about food in San Sebastian in the bars and all that. And it's really nice a, a nice way to finish the Pincho the tour or the day in San Sebastian absolutely
0: love, definitely. absolutely let me just ask you i know that anthony bourdain loves san sebastian and he went to a bar and that became pretty famous is that gambara is that the name oh, of it's the- one of the best ones in town yeah definitely gambara is amazing they have
1: beautiful pinches. they have the white fried asparagus they have uh, the, uh i don't know if you call it a russian salad uh it's potato with mayonnaise and a, a lot of things they have so many pinches, and for me the best croquette in town is in Gambada
0: Barn. Well, he knows where he knew where to go. Yeah, he did. He did. Let me just ask you because it's it's hard to leave San Sebastian, but all around there are the most beautiful little fishing villages. It's just an unknown area to so many, but it's so beautiful. There are ports and actually there are Michelin star restaurants all around there. What are a few of the more beautiful medieval port cities, port towns that are maybe within half an hour drive of San Sebastian?
1: Well, if you there are two areas, one, if you go to the to the French side, okay, if you go in that direction, the last one of the last towns before you go to France is called Onda Rivia, which is a beautiful, beautiful village, which has a Michelin star restaurant uh, called Alameda. It's beautiful and it's really nice food there, too. But also the town has a lot of bars and pinchos that you can enjoy. And also a few restaurants that, that they have um, uh, grilled fish and grilled meat that you can enjoy watching the, you know, the sea. I mean, and on the Riviera is just, it's, it's a river and in front of the river, you see France.
0: So you see friends?
1: Really, yeah, yeah. So it, it's in
0: Dai, but it's really like nice to, to be so close. You and, know? and there are medieval walls, the old medieval yes. walls. It's, yes. it's just a perfect little place just for a day it trip. Is. What about Guitaria? Oh, my God, it's my favorite. <laughs> I go a lot
1: there because Guitaria is a very famous village for three things. One is the Museum of Balenciaga, who was a designer, a very famous designer. Um. Two, because of the grilled fish in town, we also have a Michelin called El Cano. And it's one of the 30, I think it's 30 in the 50 best
0: restaurants in the world. Oh, my goodness. So,
1: and I love that restaurant. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, but there, there are so many in And If you don't go to the Michelin, there are many good restaurants in the same street. It's a small village, but it's really, really nice. But the other thing is also the wineries. I mean, Guettaria is is known for the Chacolí. And the denomination of origin of the Chacolí is Chacolí de Guettaria. So you imagine oh. there are so many little wineries. Uh, and that's where I do my tour because I think it's nice to combine the food with the wine and, you know, it's a nice place to do. Oh my that.
0: goodness. It's like perfection, really. <laughs> <laughs> now, for a larger town, there are a little bit further away. I would say there are two that are well known to almost everybody. One is Bearritz in France. Yep. yep. That's maybe what, 30 minutes away or so? A little more, but not A little much more. more. Yeah, it's 35, maybe 40. I don't know. But yeah, yeah you can just on... go across the border. And I know that's known for windsurfing and yeah. uh, old architecture. And it's kind of an interesting city. And then, of course, there's Bilbao. Right. Which is, how far away is that, would you say? One
1: hour. One, one hour. hour. Can, yeah, and it's, uh, people doesn't know that when they come here. But if you come to Bilbao, I mean, the airport of, of uh, Bilbao is the one that brings most of the tourist tourism. Uh, We have in San Sebastian uh, an airport, but it's very small. So it's, uh, you know, most of the people travel through Bilbao. And it's nice because you have, from San Sebastian, you can go. If you come here first, you can go by bus. And it's just one hour and you don't have to park a car. You don't have to do anything. You can visit the museum uh, of the Guggenheim. You can see a lot of things in Bilbao. Bilbao is a city that has been transformed in the last years. So it was very industrialized and very polluted and now it's a beautiful uh, place to be. It's amazing. <laughs> I visited
0: it in the 1970s, actually, and it was yeah. industrial. It was just a place you, I guess you took a ferry and so forth. Right. And I, but today, the Frank Gehry Museum, the Guggenheim, is has changed so much, and it's a beautiful city. So it's a wonderful, wonderful day trip. And to combine that with San Sebastian, I mean, I could imagine staying for weeks and just yes. eating, and enjoying <laughs> and if the if seaside. You, and Yeah, if you add France and the Aritz and the Hotel du Palais and all that walk, it's amazing. <laughs> it is. And just the, the countryside, it, outside of, uh, when you go between Bilbao and San Sebastian, it's mountains, it's so beautiful. Even the ride is beautiful. Yes, yes it's all mountains. And I didn't tell you, but there is another area
1: that is really interesting too, because probably most of you know about Rioja wine. Oh yes! And the Rioja wine is like two hours away from here. Oh like no! Uh,
0: <laughs> More. So, yeah, so this is instead of one or two weeks, just put a one month. I would add another week. I can see why there's a gastronomical uh, center yeah. and all sorts of uh, you know chefs living there and so forth. It's right. it's just a great city for for food and for beauty. And for the people, like you said, everybody's friendly and happy, it seems. Let me Mm -hmm. just ask you, the name of the podcast is Places I Remember. With all these wonderful things, do you have a favorite memory we want to share about San Sebastian?
1: Well, the memory is is more about, uh, uh, it's an anecdote, more more than a memory. When I I do my tours, I always try to show my city with love, because that's how I feel with uh, this city. And I have so many anecdotes in my tours and everything, but there was one that I it really is out of, you know, it really impressed me. I was in uh, in the u s in washington d c visiting my sister in two thousand eighteen, and I met some of my guests here in there, and they invited me to their house. And I always think, are they listening to me, right? Because it's kind of like you talk, 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 and you don't know if people put attention all the time. So they showed me the album of photos that they had. And there's a church in town in the old town, the St Vincent um that I was baptized on. And when I opened their their album, I saw the picture of them in the church and in the site said this is where Skirner was baptized. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was hilarious because they put more attention than what I saw.
0: So I don't know well, if it's you, a memory but it's I
1: really,
0: can understand that you're yeah. uh, very memorable person. I can see that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, you make us all want to go to San Sebastian immediately, and I hope we soon will be able to do it freely and without problems. And it's just one of the pleasure pleasurable places of the world. And I thank you so very much for sharing with us. And it's I, so nice to speak with you, you again.
1: I thank you for inviting me. And really, I really wanted to see your face and your voice and everything. So for me, this is a pleasure, a big
0: pleasure. Thank Thank you you for having me. Thanks for listening to our award-winning podcast. We've recorded over 100 episodes of Places I Remember. So follow us on any podcast app. And new monthly episodes are also on YouTube with gorgeous video. My book Places I Remember is available in print and Kindle, and I read the audio version. Follow my travel writing at Forbes dot com. Contact me at the links in the show notes or on my website, places I remember dot com and keep making your own travel memories.